Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses cut to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Hey, everybody, Alex Kirby here with the Down to Business Podcast, where your business is our business. I hope you're having a great day. This is Monday episode, as always. If you guys are new listeners, we're always putting out new content on Monday mornings. Uh, first thing, so you can enjoy it all week, share it with your friends, and have a good discussion. Again, my name is Alex Kirby, owner of Trifecta Landscaping and Pure Media Solutions out of Columbia, South Carolina. For our people in over 30 countries who are listeners, Columbia, South Carolina is the capital here. It's small, but it is big enough for us. So I hope you're you're doing great. Especially special shout out here to my Australia friends. We got a couple listeners who always uh, plug in here from Australia. So I need a shirt from you guys if you have any uh, cool stuff. I wear a large. You need to ship it here because I really want to wear something from Australia. So, again, guys, I got a really special guest this week uh, to the show. If you guys are new listeners, we we cover areas of content, uh, talking about business, uh, finance, marketing, uh, sales, building your team, team culture, and all things in between that. And today, um, I've got a unique guest for us and one that we've been needing to have. Um, his name is Mr. David Waldy. He is the owner and uh, founder of Generation Impact Consulting. And he does some really unique things in the space of helping you with personal development and business coaching. So I want to thank David for being on the show. David, thanks for being here, man. What's up, Alex? Great What's to up? hear, brother. Dude, I'm, I'm stoked you're here today. <laughs> Um, David, tell people who are listening a little bit about what you do before we dive into the vast conversation I know we're about to have because I'm so interested in it. Um, so people understand exactly what you do. Yeah, man. Well, so I'm a, uh, for those of you that are from the United States, I'm a, I'm a punk kid from the middle of the United States in a little state called Kansas, right? Grew up on some farmland and uh, I have done a ton of stuff uh, just over my career. In the past several years, I transitioned out of the corporate space and uh, I had been in sales, had been in marketing, been doing some uh, some corporate coaching, things like that. And I ended up uh, going out on my own, becoming kind of what I would consider a business coach specializing in sales and marketing, just right. helping people learn how to sell uh, with, with what I call empathy. Uh, my first program I put out was called Empathy Sales, was teaching people how to actually lead conversations, understanding how you can pitch without pitching, how you can build really, really great relationships from the beginning and create lasting customers. And so that actually ended up uh, giving me the opportunity to uh, to get brought on as a, a speaker and a trainer for Tony Robbins and Dean mm. Graziosi. And through that process, um, I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't an employee of theirs, but it was like contract and sure. then getting to, to help them through that process. I met some incredible people. Uh, my, my two business partners, Shane Thrall and Sandra Hasley and, uh, Sandra lives in New York. Shane's in Florida. We started generation impact consulting. And so I've, uh, got my, my coaching that I, I love to do. And then we've got generation impact consulting, but the focus and primary primary thing that we, uh, I try and do, and that we do at generation back consulting is helping people to understand that business, it transcends just the typical sales, marketing, finance team, hiring, firing, all that kind of stuff. A lot of it comes down to who we are as people, Mm. our habits, our belief system, our thinking patterns. And, and so I'm super passionate about helping people, what I call become who they've always said they would be. Uh, I think we all feel that way. There's a part of us that has been conditioned to see life a certain way. 
Uh, we have our perspective, our perception of how life's supposed to be. And uh, I'm here to try and help people blow the lid off that and I to step that. into more. So. See, I think my first thought of what you just said, which is beautifully said, by the way, I think we live in such a fast paced world now that I don't even know if people have stopped to think about what they want to become anymore. <laughs> you know, like, no, yeah, I think right. that's the main problem because, you know, if you don't know who you are at the core, which mm-hmm. you're, you know, like you and I are Christians, we follow Christ. Yeah, and so if you don't know, first off, where you stand with your faith, whether mm-hmm. you, whatever you believe in, and then expounding on that, I mm-hmm. think if you jump those steps, the next thing you know, you're 10 years down the road and you don't even know who you are. And you're like, how did I get here? Yeah. Well, I mean, do I, you see that all the time? I, I see it all the time. And it happened to me, right? So just a little yeah, tiny, share that. Tiny, bit of, a tiny bit of my backstory. So I worked my butt off in school, right? Uh, I was blessed. My parents, hard workers, like I said, grew up in Kansas. Um, I, I learned the definition of hard work from a young age. So my dad was a veterinarian. My mom was a teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I learned to work really hard. And in school, I worked really hard. And I ended up getting really good grades. I, I landed a full ride academic scholarship coming out of high school. Where'd that, you go? Um, I turned down. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I turned down. And that's actually why I ended up in South Carolina. Hmm. There's a, a program here called South Carolina School Leadership. And I ended up deciding I wanted to invest in myself and becoming more of a leader. And there's a heavy ministry focus, obviously, with that mm-hmm. as part of our church, mm-hmm. uh, Christian Life Church here in Columbia. And so a little over a decade ago, made my trek to South Carolina and uh, ended up doing two years learning everything from uh, interpersonal communication, leadership development, uh, just about ourselves, strengths, yeah. all those different types of things. And so uh, what I found, though, is through that process and then going into the workforce and stuff, I went back to school for a little bit, didn't even finish my A. I was like, this is not for me. And part of the reason, Alex, was I saw so many of the people I respected and admired going into tremendous amounts of debt to get this degree. And then I started looking at statistics. I started realizing that the overwhelming majority, like 80 to 90 plus percent of people are graduating with degrees they don't even end up using. Yeah, they don't. 80%. That's about right. And even those that do end up in the in the field that they studied in, their satisfaction and fulfillment levels in that job field, it's abysmal. It's yeah, terrible. Right. And so I, I always felt like I kind of went against the grain on that. But what I noticed for myself was that through this process, we have conditioning. We, we, we deal with pain, we deal mm. with betrayal, we, we deal with loss, we deal with frustration, struggle, finances, like all of the life stuff. And effectively what it is, I believe it's, it, God has created us to be a certain uh, individual, but life dumps all this crap on us, right? And it's like yeah. this shell that starts right. to formulate. And we talk about it like even a calloused heart, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a calloused being. We have mm. so much that has attached itself to us that unless we stop and recognize that, okay, the life that I'm living, is this the life that I've been created for? And is this even the life that I want? Right. Because so many of us grew up conditioned to believe things like, well, they're lucky or, you know, this, um, you know, I got to wait for the perfect timing or if only I would have done this. And then we go into the should haves and the would haves and the could haves. We live in the past. Put your time in so you can grow. Yeah. Put whatever that means. Put your time in. Who knows what that means? Exactly. And we don't, we don't look at our results. What most people fail to recognize is that who we are today, right now, in this moment, and everyone listening, you, me, right Mm -hmm. here, Mm -hmm. 
this situation is a direct result of every single choice that we have made. That's a great point. And now they're granted there's times where we don't know what the right choice is, but most people don't even question whether or not the energy and the effort that they're putting into their life is helping them to become more of who they want to be. And you and I both know this when it comes to anything in life, if you want like health, for example, if I want to be healthier and I want a better body, better nutrition, I have to do hard things that I don't feel like doing. And so many people in this day and age are just looking at doing all the things that make them feel good. Yeah. Pleasure. Uh, It's all pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure driven. I'm, I struggle. I'm struggling with that one with, uh, with what I eat. It's get, hard, dude. Chick Fil A is good, man. Chick Fil A, I, I eat it almost every day. <laughs> the biggest thing for me is soda, and and then like whatever dessert. Like I'm mm-hmm. a bad at drinking two sodas a day, which is horrible for you. <laughs> and then the soda side, but it, I tell myself every day. I'm going to be vulnerable here. I tell myself every day. I uh, I played college baseball. Baseball my whole life was top five in shape, BMI on my team my whole life. And I am, I wouldn't say I'm overweight, but I'm not in shape at all like I was at all. Probably 20 pounds over where I need to be. And every morning I wake up, I'm not kidding. I don't even tell anybody this. And I say, I'm not going to drink soda or eat sweets today. Mm -hmm. And I do it every day. Yeah. You know why? I I don't know why. You want to know why? I mean, I know spiritually wise, I know why, because I'm a slave. It's not even spiritual. But I have no idea. Sometimes we over-spiritualize things. It's your habits. Yeah. And, it's in and, my house, I, keep, I need to get it out of my house. It, it's habits, and it's it, we we are products of our circumstances, right? Just anything in life, uh, how we raise our kids, it's a product of how our parents raise us, whether good or bad. We saw good things. To what degree, we, though? Because you can't blame it all on that. No, no, no. You can't blame any of it. We're that's what I'm talking about. Is that we are a product of our circumstances and situations, but we have failed to recognize that we we have the power to change them. I'm saying that we've defaulted yeah. as a condition of sure. our environment to that. Yeah. And so, what I advocate for is is taking control and action. But how do you do that? Do you is the do question. That? Exactly, that's the question. And so, when it comes to our habits. Um, there's a lot of science and research that is way beyond my pay grade uh, that goes into studying habits. There's some incredible authors that have written uh, Atomic Habits is one that I just recently read by James Clear, a fantastic book. But habits, one of the hard things that we if we look at, let's just take your example of the soda. Because habits are overflow with the heart, right? Are they not? Not necessarily. That seems to be that's they, what they you're can told, be. right? You're they told can that, be. You're told that out of the flow of the heart, the mouth speaks, which implies that anything that comes out of your heart is something, or anything that comes out in your life is something that was is within you, which would imply to me when I that I just don't have the strength to stop doing it. No, it's not that you don't have the strength at all. Or the willpower. It's not the willpower. See, that's what I would think. That's what it's, I think. It's not the willpower. But then what is it? Because none of us are strong enough, right? None of us have the willpower. It's you don't have a motivating reason. I do. I have a huge motivating reason. What's your motivating but reason? I'm selfish. I have a son doing ten weeks. Okay. And I love being in shape. I play sports every. I play disc golf. Why do you want to be in day. shape? I want to be back in a good place so I can feel good about myself. Okay. First off, why do you want to feel good about yourself? To make my family and my wife proud of me. Okay. I don't want to be a sloth. Like why, do, I feel, why do you want your family to be proud of you? Why do I want my family to be proud of me? Because I care about my wife and my family to think about me. Okay. Why does it matter what they think about you? Because I should want to be the best version of myself. Why do you want to be the best version of yourself? Because Christ tells me that, that I need to be as godly and as great as I can be on this earth. Okay. And that my body's a temple. Why is that important to you? Because at the core of everything I am, that's all that matters to me. Okay. Does it really? I want to say it does, but then I do what I do every day. Mm-hmm. 
that, so part of it is, and that's a fun little exercise I'll talk about that. in a second. It's called seven levels deep. Ask seven why seven times. Deep. I think I hit seven. I might not have hit seven. I think seven. you were close. But what happened, I was watching you. What happens is we have these we have these answers that we just give from our head. And then usually about like six or seven, yeah, you get to it the drops into the heart. And yeah. you're like, well, this is who I'm called to be. This is like my identity. This is for my family. This is my belief system. Yeah. This is who. And what I've found though, is that, if we take that, for example, the reason that you can't take action on making the change that we, and not just you, any of us don't mm -hmm. take that action, that definition in and of itself is ethereal. It's so big and out there. It's not quantifiable. Yeah. It's not tangible. And today it's not tangible. Like, yeah, it enough. doesn't feel reachable like right? from my fingertips. But you know, you said uh, baby's going to be born in 10 weeks, right? Yeah. 12, 10, 12 weeks. Yeah. 10, 12 weeks. Well, obviously no, there's always two weeks on or up, right? The daughters right, exactly. are somewhere within two weeks. So when we talk about habits, the thing is, is that we're looking at trying to make these significant changes versus these small micro changes that are actually quantifiable. Hey listeners, we want to thank today's show sponsor, Brand Buzz. Brand Buzz is a promotional products company that can help you with anything you need in regards to making your business pop, shine, and look great when it comes to apparel or anything in between with promotional products. You're talking about uniforms, jerseys, pins, cups, you name it. Brand Buzz is the way to go. You guys can find them on Instagram. If you use the code TRIFECTA5, you guys will get 5% off your order today. So make sure you go, you guys go and check out Brand Buzz. And thank you, Brand Buzz, for being today's show sponsor. So let me interject and you change me. Yeah. So it's like, so, because I want to speak for our listeners' mindset and then you change our mindset. Okay. So you're saying instead of thinking about I need to lose 20 pounds, I need to think I need to not do this one thing in the next hour. That's part of it. Okay. That's a part of it. Because you're thinking too long, too big instead of just the day You ever heard of smart day. goals? No. Okay. Smart goals. And it's really funny we're talking about this. I actually just put up a brand new episode on my, my new YouTube that's called Smart Goals. Okay. So you should check it out. I will. I will <laughs> but check I'll it. give you a, a brief over about 40 years ago, there was a group of people that got together that created this system, um, it, or it's really a methodology called uh, Smart Goals, which is an acronym, S-M-A-R-T. Okay. Specific, measurable attainable, relevant, and time-based. Most of us never change our habits or accomplish our goals or generate new results in our life because it's not specific. It's not measurable. Most of the time it's not attainable. Yeah, it's like not relevant. rich. Exactly. Right, I want to like make more phrase. money. Yeah. Okay, cool. Here's mean? a dollar. Yeah. What does that mean? Why are you still not satisfied yeah, with I, that? Yeah, right? I agree with that a million percent. And so for, if we'll take, you know, just, I hate to be, I'm not trying to pick on you, but I appreciate your vulnerability for this cool. one though, specifically. You've got to have specificity. How much weight do you want to lose? I want to lose like 20 pounds, okay. 25 pounds. All right. How are you going to quantify that? Is it going to be based on your BMI? Is it an actual like poundage? Is it going to be how you feel? Is it going to be based on your nutrition? Well, because I, I know my body so well from playing mm -hmm. collegiate sports and sports my entire life. Right. I knew that at 190, I was bench pressing XYZ and wasn't, okay. I could run a mile in under six. And so that's why Perfect. I tell myself. So those are things that you just said that yeah. are measurable. Right. But if you're not actually calculating and looking at your metrics and the data. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're yeah. like, well, I'm just not as fast as I was. I'm just heavier than I used to be. Right. I just can't lift as much. But if you say, okay, what can I do right now? And then you say next week, I need to be, or in the next yeah, hour, or the next day. I'm so bad at that, right, like David? We I'm, all are, dude. But dude, I'm like the I'm I live in this weird like I, 
again, vulnerability. I don't struggle with uh, a lot of small things. I struggle with a couple big things. Mm-hmm. I'm a bad guy. You're not the only one. And my biggest <laughs> one is like guilt when I don't reach a goal. Because mm-hmm. I am a goal-driven person. Yep. But for some reason in this space, so what is it psychologically? Mm-hmm. I tell myself tomorrow on this one, everything else in my life I handle today. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris is sitting over here. Chris knows me well. I've been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. I am a do it to, I am a get it done guy. Yep. Except in my, fi- like my fitness lately. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. Is it because it doesn't feel, and now going back, don't, don't, my fitness is just an example for all right, of us. Right. Yeah. For but all like, of us. I'm, I, and by the it, way, just for everybody yeah. listening, I'm the same way. I'm on a health journey right now. Right. I'm not exactly the fittest dude. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've got I a never, lot. and for me, it's hard because I never was a problem until like two years, two, two three years ago. So I'm right. like learning it. Like yeah. before I could freaking eat. Mm-hmm. Five hot dogs and yep. drink six sodas and lose half a pound a day. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so what is it about our mental state yep. that that makes it so we like shut down if mm-hmm. we don't do it that day? Like, yep. wh- like because that's what happens to me is like if I didn't do exactly how I wanted that day, I'm like, oh, I'm, just, oh, I'm I call defeated. It, I'm so defeated. It, it's called cognitive dissonance. Okay. And it's this chaos in our head. That's a really fancy chaos term. in your head. It's chaos in your head is where what ends up happening. Do you ever get angry and then get angry about being angry? I get fr- I'm not an angry person. I get frust- frustrated. Yeah. And then you get frustrated by the yeah, fact that I you're so frustrated. Yeah, frustration. Right. A lot of us have these elements where it's like you're fearful and you're, you're, you're upset that you're fearful or you're frustrated and you're frustrated mm-hmm. at your frustration. Mm-hmm. And so it's this negative cycle. And mm-hmm. what I've found is this, is, and this is um, taught a lot in philosophy, psychology, is that our belief system leads to our thinking patterns. Man, yeah. Our thinking patterns lead to our actions. Sure. But within our thinking patterns and actions are feelings. Mm. And so you got belief, thinking, feelings, action. When you follow that, it creates a result. And so what ends up happening, the cognitive dissonance, it's a negative cycle or it's a positive cycle. And so if you're beating yourself up for not accomplishing a goal, it doesn't make you motivated or incentivized to actually try it again. Hmm. But if you strip it down and start looking at, okay, why is this not working? And what do I need to change in order for, because I I don't know who said the quote, I love the quote, if nothing changes, nothing Nothing changes. changes, And so what I would challenge both of us on, and I challenge everyone on this, my clients included, is that you first have to start with mapping out what do you want Right. Mm-hmm. Start with uh, Simon Sinek talks about this. Start with why. Incredible. Another oh, incredible book. Simon start Sinek, start yeah. with why. Why do you want it? We answered that question. You believe it's who God has called you to be and you want to love your family well. You want to be there for them. That's part of the big mission, right? So you've got the why. But now we need to refine it into how can we make it a smart goal? How can we make it specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time based, right? Within six months or, you know, three months, whatever, the yeah, 10 to 12 months. weeks. Yeah. And then what we have to look at is our habits. So my question to you, if, if we were sitting here today and we're working on this specific issue, I would say, all right, when you go to bed, Alex, when you wake up, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? What's the second thing you do when you wake up? What's the third thing you do when you wake up? Hmm. And what I found is that we all have these big issues that we want to take care of in life. But 1% better every day, I don't know the math on it. Have yeah. you ever heard about that one? 1% better every day, the return on that over the course of a year? No, but I've I've heard that similar statement where it's like you can become an expert if you spend X amount of hours doing something, mm-hmm. which is one hour a day for four years or something. You're an expert. You know, what's it? 1,800 hours? What is it? Something like that. I don't know. Something, <laughs> something like that. You can be an expert in any field with X amount of hours. But the crazy thing is you don't even have to be an expert. 
Right. Well, that's, that's the phrase they use, you know, yeah. ma- you know, master something or mm-hmm. be, be good at it, whatever the phrase is. But right. so, okay. So this is phenomenal information. So all of our people listening right now are probably like, man, I am, I am trying to associate myself with this. Now let's connect this to business Yeah. because here's, here's, here's where I stand with, I think where a lot of people don't understand this business and life are not separate things. And I talk about this a lot on the show. I talk this a lot. I do business coaching. I probably coached uh, more landscapers uh, last year, probably 15, mm-hmm. uh, five session, 15, you know, just talking about general stuff. But it's a big one is that yeah. comes up all the time is I cannot get my business and my life separate mm-hmm. or I don't see how they can ever be synonymous. Yeah. How can they be together? Yeah. Uh, weird how they, it's either or. Well, you know? here's, here's what I call that is so, uh, I believe in every one of us building our businesses around our life Mm. rather than our lives around our businesses. And most people are living day to day, having to fit in what they love in their life around the demands of business. And that's why they have this passion to build the business and be an entrepreneur and to create the freedom, the alignment, the time, the balance, all of Mm -hmm. that, the finances of what entrepreneurship gives us. But then they build this whole entire behemoth. They don't have systems. They don't have accountability. They have terrible habits. They're working 90 hours a week and they're like, oh, I'm free killing myself, but I'm free. Are you really though? It's when we take that step back and assess, okay, hold on. Again, if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? What can we do if we're looking at our health or our relationships or we're looking at our business or we're looking at our finances? It is these small incremental changes that we don't feel like move the needle at all, right? Going for a walk every single day doesn't feel like it does anything. I guarantee I take a walk you every do day. that for a year, though. It has an effect. It might not cause you to lose it because if you're... No, I do so, it for right? mental stuff, yeah. Exactly. I love yeah. walking because it, it it's like meditation. I take right? one at nighttime, mm-hmm. right? At dusk or... Anyways, that right. doesn't matter. But yes, I think walking is a huge, right. a huge brain stimulator or suppressor, or whatever. So I guess for practical or strategic, yes. for for everyone that's listening, if you've got this area of your life, like let's just talk about business for example, that most of most of the entrepreneurs that I have conversations with and that I, I coach, they they know why they started their business, yeah, but they don't know what they want it to look like. And they're like, I just want to, I just want to like, I want more time freedom. I want to be able to take care of my team. I want to pay my guys really well. I want to, you know, guys are girls and I want to be able to spend more time with my wife and my kids. But again, it's if we too generic, it's too goals, generic. Right? Yeah. They're not specific. It's not yeah. measurable. It's not necessarily attainable. It's not relevant. It's not yeah. time-based. Yeah. And so I have a lot of people come to me and they're like, I want to make a million dollars. I'm like, cool. I can help you make, make a million dollars. That's fine. Do you really want a million dollars? Like, well, of course I do. Why? Because that's what I heard on TV is everyone wants right? to be a millionaire. Well, I really, I really just want to, uh, you know, I, I want to be able to travel the world and I want to be able to just, you know, just say it's a husband and wife. They don't mm-hmm. have any kids. I just want to be able to travel the world and I'd love to be able to you know, just take pictures. And I was like, you don't need a million dollars to do that. Well, yeah, I do. No, you don't. You need 30 grand. Maybe. Right. Probably need 10. Right. You need to go buy an RV. Right. Fix it up. Yeah. You, you get on the road with you your wife. You buy a camper and it costs nothing. Seriously. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. And I was like, you need to work your butt off for, for six months, save up 10 grand, right. go do it for six months yep. and just pay for gas and food and whatever. And is that wh- an American thing or is that an everyone thing? Because I think America, like with all the TV and shows we grew up on, it sets right. this, like for, for me, I started my business a little mm-hmm. bit from some, most of our listeners probably know, was a pastor making no money, mm-hmm. wanted to do this for freedom, for my wife to be able to stay home. I had, I had pretty specific goals. Yeah. 
and to to buy land and build a house. Mm-hmm. And that was, and we just achieved that that goal there. And so now I'm trying to make new goals, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to break through walls of everything other people had told me growing up. Yep. Uh, you should have. That's that shell we were talking yeah, about at the shell. beginning. All the stuff that's been yes. put on us for what's supposed it's to be. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm, a, I'm a pusher against her as well, right? With like you were talking about, I push against all these. I'm social, steal it when I push her so, against social, her. <laughs> socioeconomic norms. But it's like it's so hard, I think, for people to actually believe that they can live uniquely mm-hmm. than their than what they were taught growing up. Yep. How Talk do you up. like? What's the number one step then? You've given us a ton of great things to learn on, but a practical step today mm-hmm. is what for our business owners who are like, okay, yeah, I am a slave to my business. Mm-hmm. I took the handcuffs off, but I put anchors on my ankles. Yeah. I'll like, give you the most practical step. Yeah. This one changed my life. Out. Okay. Like I had a mentor of mine one time and he, and I, I make all my clients do this now is um, to sit down and write your perfect day. Mm. None of us have ever done that. None of us have ever sit, sat down with a pen and paper and say, this is when I want to wake up. This is how I want my coffee to be. This is what I'm going to have for breakfast. This is what I want to do with my kids before I get to work. I want to dance in the kitchen with my wife. I want to turn on the Andy Griffith show for 30 minutes and actually in detail map out what we want our perfect day to be. And what's shocking to me, Alex, I didn't realize how powerful it was. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was thinking about this yesterday. Mm. I went back. And I looked at two years ago when I wrote what I wanted my perfect day to be. And I am living that day right now. Hey guys, don't fast forward this. This is a huge opportunity I want to tell you guys about with Jobber, our show sponsor for today. I'm excited to share Boost by Jobber, Jobber's new $100,000, yes, hundred grand grant program, which is built to help launch, grow, and strengthen small home service businesses. Almost entrepreneurs, new business owners, and experienced business owners are all invited to apply for grants ranging from $1,000 to twenty dollars In August 2021, Jobber will be announcing 20 recipients and will be following along with the winner's story, seeing how the funding impacts their business, whether you're seeking new equipment, marketing dollars, launching a new service team, or financial relief. Your reason to your business. Personal Jobber.com and it takes only five minutes to fill out an application. Make sure you guys go look in our show notes, get the link, and take advantage of the sweet free money opportunity from Jobber. That is the problem, is Amer- especially America. People listening overseas, I'm not yeah. going to speak for your countries because I don't live there. Right. But in America, mm-hmm. everyone is expected to have an eight to five job. You're mm-hmm. expected to mm-hmm. work, you know, at a place for X Y Z time, so you can right. get X Y Z promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're expected to have your kids in school for seven hours a day. Yep. Nine, like seems like all these things. Yeah. I want to hear your response. I, actually, I'll give my response first because yeah, you're the expert it, on it. I'd love to. And I basically yeah. was like, when I I grew up that way, mm-hmm. and I remember my mother, she was devastated. My parents owned their own business too. They just sold it last year for seven figures, and um, did ama- have it done amazing for themselves. But my mother was devastated growing up when she had to not stay home with us. Mm. She had to go back to work. Yep, she didn't have a person in place to take her position, even though they owned the business, right? Right. And I will never forget. Like the way she still is, she's still upset about that now that my wife stays home with our kids. It's reminding her, man, I wish I was able to do that. Yep. And so going saying that, I only allowed the scriptures and the Bible and God's word to tell me the structure of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so, you know, financial freedom or whatever that means that to me, that means nothing American. I don't care what America says about a mortgage or, you know, yep. and so I just blew all that up. But so many people mm-hmm. don't do that. Yeah. Is that what you did? You basically were like, I don't care how many hours the Ameri- like I'm supposed to work at quote unquote from other people. This is what I do. Yeah. Is that what you did? Like, I, I don't, So I think it's fascinating if we think about, uh, I got a quick question for you. Sure. Who decided 40 hours was full time? I say that all the time. Who decided that? I don't know. Somebody did at Somebody some point. Somebody did. And it got adopted yeah. and became a social norm. Right? Uh, Chris, I'm looked at Chris. We literally talk about that all the time. Right. When I business coach my guys, yeah. you know, I actually tell them they should work a little bit more when they're first starting their business, but less days. So wake up a little bit right. earlier, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they start work at 830. I'm like, dude, you need to be mo- like with grass. Right. You need to be on the first yard by 730. And so we talk about this all the time. Like, who decided that? Exactly. Um so on both ends, you know, working too much, working too le- little. Well, here's the deal is that we've been conditioned, particularly in American culture, we're incredibly judgmental, even if we say we're not judgmental, okay. right? Explain that and to so, me. And uh, so case in point is like we take our kids to, to daycare or to wherever, and like you see the perfect kids that are like dressed up and they're like well-behaved, and then your kid's gnawing yeah. on a tree, and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, great, okay, right? And we deal with a lot of the psychological warfare is what it oftentimes is. Of comparison of culture. Comparison yeah. culture, exactly what it is. And comparison, um, comparison. Comparison, I think Teddy Roosevelt said this is the comparison is the thief of joy, right? Hmm. Is that if when we compare, it steals our joy. And so my in response to your question, what I would say first and foremost is that we have lost the art of defining what success means to us as individuals. Because as individuals, every one of it, like right now in my life, I don't want an eight-figure company. Right. Period. Because that's not what success looks like to me. Success looks like to me, I get to feed my kids breakfast and yes. sit with them. Right. I get to enjoy lunch every single day with my family. We go for a walk every day. I can work remotely anywhere in the world that I want to. I can literally come and go as I please. But part of my job is a red thread of joy that I love to do. So if I look at someone, and this is where the judgment comes in. If I look at someone that works 20 hours a week, and makes the same amount of money, naturally, we're going to have this feeling. It's like, well, that's not fair. What the heck? Why do they only sure. work 20 hours a week? And then you look at this other person who's, who's, let's just say they're making 12 bucks an hour and they're working 100 hours a week. And like, something's not fair here, right? right. Like, this, is, this isn't right. This isn't okay. But the problem is, is that every one of us defines success differently. And we have been swept up into this belief system that success equals blank. Yeah, equals whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. And so what I've found is most people that want the cars, right? Nothing wrong with the cars. I want you to have nice things. Mm-hmm. But most people, what they really want is status. Mm-hmm. The reason that people want to have all, you know, the, the fat stacks of cash and they want to flash it around on social media, they want attention. Right. If you look at the underlying reason to ask that question, why? And so I guess this is a very long answer to no, your question. No, it's a great answer. Is that... Most of us have never stopped to define what do I actually want my life to look like? Mm. When we start there and we define, okay, this is what I want my life to look like. And this is why I want that because I value family and faith and whatever these things are my core values. And this is what I want. It's only when we hold those two things in our hands where we can actually get clarity and make a roadmap to that. Exactly. Then you're like, okay, in order for me to get here and this and this and this, I have to... We deconstruct the goal. 
You're yeah. just reverse engineering. Yeah, you want to yeah. make a million bucks? Awesome. Yeah. All right. You've got to sell this much product, have this many services, this many clients. Right. We all do that, right? right? We've got our monthly quotas, quarterly quotas or whatever. We do that naturally, but we don't do that with our lives. And we don't think about, okay, what would it look like for you know us to to make, let's just say $100,000 a year, but me only work 20 hours a week mm-hmm. for our family. Would we rather that? Or would we rather do like 500K a year and I'm working 50 four, hours? Yeah, a 50 week. hours a yeah. week. Or is it a million or two? Do I really want to have 100 people on my team and managing all that comes? You know this, managing all that comes along with that. Or would I rather be like, you know what? I just want to have like me and two people and they're my like, and I just want to work with this number of clients because I love my life. And we are constantly chasing, chasing, chasing. We forget. That this is life right now. Yeah. You don't have you don't have to You are not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah, and guaranteed if it tomorrow. sucks today and it's felt like it sucked every single day for a long time, you owe it to yourself to make a change. Right. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. And we're all of us are sitting around. I, I, I've done this too. We're waiting on someone, you know. I know in faith we talk about our savior, right? Mm-hmm. But we're waiting in this life for the government. Or for the tax man, or for the lottery, or for, the, lottery, yeah. or for s- the phone call, or the client. And what we do is a lot of times, I think Christians are guilty of this uh, a lot as well, is that we we sit on our butts waiting and waiting and waiting for things to change when God is just like, dude, today's the day. I've called you to be a creator in my yeah. image. Go create. Right. Go become. Go do what is inside of your heart you because know, I've given you yeah. freedom to yeah. do that. Well, if any of our listeners are not reflecting right now, I don't know what else I can give you guys. I really don't. No, seriously, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying, David. But and I'm challenged myself, and I I think our listeners are absolutely. I think that the challenge is: Are you willing to deconstruct or rebuild? Yeah, that's the hardest one. You've built. We have built up habits, beliefs from culture, from false. Yeah. Teaching, even yep. biblical teaching, like for example, one of the verses that cha- totally tra- changed my mindset with money was, uh, "For the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself." Yep. You know, you're told is like for me, I was gonna be a, thought I was gonna be a pastor my whole life, and mm-hmm. I had, I had been okay with, you know what, I'm never gonna make any money. Right. We're gonna struggle financially, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Well, because here's, what, here's what's crazy about that too is like and that was not right. Broke people don't build hospitals. Broke people don't build churches. I say that all the time. Broke people don't build orphanages. They don't pay for a hundred people on a mission trip. Yeah, and I know. So I say the same thing. Money is amoral. It's a tool. It man. has no morals. Yeah. It's a tool. Just like everything that we're, we get to decide what. And I would rather be a vessel that the abundance of yeah. the kingdom of heaven can flow through to touch other people's right. lives, and to be able to be a model for potential. So when other people see my life, they say. You know what? Maybe I can lean in for more. Right. Maybe I can become more too. If he can do it, if yeah. they can do it, maybe I can. I can too. Albert Pujols is one of my favorite baseball players. I don't know if you know him. He's mm-hmm. a yeah. you know, top five hitter of all time, I guess you'd say. He's probably in his last year this year with the Angels. I don't think he'll get another contract. He'll retire. But he's made 400 million. dollars. Mm-hmm. He's an outspoken Christian. Mm-hmm. He, I saw an interview where he's donated somewhere between ten and twenty million dollars. I think he's from Puerto Rico. You might want to fact check me on that, but one of the one of the you know islands like that where they play a lot of baseball. 
And he's totally transformed. I mean, he's done schools and he's yeah. made opportunities for kids to get into the big leagues because right. of the the train. They do baseball training half the day and they do school training the other half. Mm-hmm. And so that's just a good example because I, I was watching him last night on YouTube or whatever. But yeah, I mean, think about this guy, what he's been able to do yeah. with what he was given. Yep. And so I, I, going back to that example I was using, I never thought about that. I thought Christians had to, like, until I was 22, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christians, like, if you have money, you're probably like a money-hungry Christian, you know? You're greedy. And you're greedy. <laughs> and, and I just didn't have the right mindset because that's not what they kind of teach you. You don't hear that growing up. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah. so deconstructing, is uh, if that's a good word, I think. Deconstruct what you... Believe now to rebuild and become yeah. what you want to become, and and, and that's a good. Just to kind of wrap this up yeah. with a nice little bow, Alex. I think that sometimes when we talk about these things, it can feel overwhelming because then we look at our life so like, oh my do. gosh, there's yes. so much I have to change. Yeah. And that's why I encourage people to sit down with the ideal day and to that to take your goals and just what I what I try and do is I'll try and dedicate thirty days to one focused area. Right. Because that's really what, you know, science has even proven and shown that it really takes anywhere between 21 and 30 days to change a habit. And what most of us have been conditioned to do is we try and just, we try and get rid of bad habits. It doesn't Uh, work. Yeah. We, you have to replace them with Repl- something else, Ooh, that's right? Good. You Re- have to replace it with, okay, if if I'm waking up and my first instinct is I go meander into the bathroom and then I go drink a, a cup of water and then I pop on the couch, open up social media, guess what? It's very different than the person that wakes up, goes, looks in themselves in the mirror and speaks the truth of God mm-hmm. and affirmations, looking in their eyes saying, you have been called, you have been equipped, you are here for a purpose, you have value, you have a mission on this earth. It's nothing crazy. You just make one simple change in how you start looking at your life and your current day and what mm. your day looks like now versus the day you want to have. Right. And you start at the top of the list, dude, everything starts to change. That's a, I, that that uh, exercise is going to be a game changer. But, well, David, dude, this has been phenomenal. And I hope to have you on here in a, another couple months. Brother, dude, I've been follow. honored, man. This has dude, been fun. Thanks, Thank man. You. I've enjoyed it a lot. I think our <laughs> listeners are going to are uh, really going to go crazy when they hear this episode. Um, first off, th- make sure I don't forget here, Dave, while we wrap up, tell people where they can find you on social media yeah, and uh, I'm, online. I'm basically everywhere on social. You can find me at David Waldy. Uh, so D-A-V-I-D-W-A-L-D-Y. Just find me there. Uh, and then... Uh, your Jen- website, your website. So I we, we actually put pulled down our website because it wasn't useful for yeah. us. So we do most of our consulting stuff through a Facebook group actually. Okay. So, but you can go to uh, generationimpactgroup.com. So generationimpactgroup.com will route you straight there. And we've got a lot of free resources and training materials, a lot of great value in there for all about how to build your business online, how to learn organic marketing, how to do all sorts of incredible stuff. And uh, it's free to join. Anybody's welcome to be there. So um, if anyone wants to check it out or add me on social and tag me, let me know. I'd love to connect with you guys. I love having conversations and helping people build their dreams. Well, dude, I really appreciate you being on this episode. It's been uh, transformative already, to say the least, and I haven't even gotten to decompress what we've already said. So for anyone listening, this was none of this was already spoken about and planned. That was a organic, flowing conversation. If some, some people <laughs> question that, it was not. So uh, again, guys, I do appreciate you being a listener of the Down to Business podcast, where we try to make your business our business. We jump in it with you, try to help you in the areas of business, marketing, and everything in between. This is Alex Kirby and David Waldy signing off today. See you next Monday for our next episode. And please go leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode. Have a great day, guys.